Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash twodrinkcinema. Cheers. Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to another episode, take three, of Two Drink Cinema. Uh, we are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. I'm Lee. And I am Brett. We are previewing, as we do every Friday, uh, or earlier, if you're a Patreon patron, mm. you can preview at whatever day I release the episode, Yeah, which depends entirely on my speediness of editing. Yes. We are previewing a film entitled Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest today. Love it. It is pure peak nostalgia yep. for us. Yep. We have watched it many times on the VHS. There was a, I think, a quite nearly worn out version, a yep. VHS that we recorded off Channel 10 probably or something. Probably. No, I reckon we actually bought the VHS in a plastic case. Oh, in the big click-open yeah. plastic case yeah. of the VHS. Yeah. Kids listening, physical media used to come in cases yes. before Blu-ray and 4K and anything. DVDs. DVDs, All the yeah. way back to big, fat VHS cases. And this film was released in 1992, so obviously that is a VHS release. Not Disney. No. Uh, but it is... Croyer Films, Young Heart Productions, and FAI Films, distributed by 20th Century Fox, and Hoyt's Fox Columbia TriStar Films in wow. Australia. Okay. Released on August 27, 1992 in Australia, April 10, 1992 in North America. Running time of 76 minutes. Oh, is that all? So it's not a long one. We could end up almost, when we... Review it. Talking the, the for episode longer. could be longer than the movie. Well, this combined with the review will be longer. So we've watched it a number of times, and so I think I have good memories of it. Right. I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the Chad S. Minquo, it's going to get a high score for nostalgia and for memorability. Yes, hundred ten out of five nostalgia. Humans are destroying the rainforest. That is a fact. It was a fact also in 1992. Yeah. Or, anyway, I'll come back to that bit that I was going to say. But also, they're chopping down the trees. Yep. The fairies live in the trees. That's correct. But also, the fairies have trapped an evil spirit in a tree. Okay. And as well as chopping down the trees and releasing all the carbon that has been sequestered in the trees, as well as destroying the habitat for the environment, for the animals. Yep. They are going to chop down this tree that releases the baddie. Okay. The baddie, like oil spirit. It's all, it's slicky oil. In my oily. mind, it's an oil spirit. Yeah, because oil is bad. Yeah. Um, unless you're the Liberal Party. Because oil is opposite to water and water is life. 
water is life. Yeah. And seeds are life in this movie. Yeah. You know, she I remember she has a seed in her hand. Yeah, and then it grows. And then it grows into a little leaf. Yeah. The fairies obviously want to save the rainforest. And so they send a dumb girl spirit, dumb girl fairy, out to try and convince a human boy to listen to her. Okay. Instead, she shrinks him to fairy size. Oh, okay, yep. He doesn't care about the rainforest at all. He's just doing his job, marking the trees yeah. to get cut down. Yep. Then, but of course, like Sam Worthington fell in love with Zoe Saldana, he falls yep. in love with the fairy girl. Of course. And then falls in love with the forest. Yes, and has an appreciation for the forest and the Navi people. No? That's fairies. F- fairies. That's not the right They're not movie. blue. Oh, okay. Okay. One's blue. Surely there's a blue fairy. A blue fairy. We had drank the green fairy last week. That's true. When we were doing cabaret. That's, Carly's that's not in this one. Probably what sent me off. Um, so, but they still get cut down the evil tree. Yep. Which releases the baddie. Okay. Who then, because he's oil, fuels on the bulldozers and makes them more cut downy. They can yes. go harder more and cut, cut down more trees. Yep. Robin Williams plays a hilarious bat. Oh, yeah. That's as well. I remember a lot. Price and check on prune juice, Bob. Price check on prune juice. I think on the Minquo quotability scale, it's just going to be Robin Williams. Yeah. Hi, Helen. Yeah, that's going to... A lot of that's going to come straight back as soon as I see Robin Williams on the screen. So then, obviously, the boy falls in love with the fairy, and then they have to protect the home tree. Home tree. Which is either called the home tree in this or not called the home tree in this. And I don't know whether that's one bit that James Cameron just ripped straight off, the name home tree. Oh, as opposed to the whole... The whole story. story yeah, but like, yeah. there's no unobtainium <laughs> in the rainforest. <laughs> is, is unobtainium easy to obtain? Oh, I don't know. Okay, cool. That's not it. There's no unobtainium in Fern Gully. Fucking <laughs> weakest thing about that whole movie. <laughs> Calling something unobtainium. You spent a billion dollars to make a movie, but couldn't come up with a name better than unobtainium. Yeah. Like, even dumb people realize that what the name means. In Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite obvious. So, yeah, that happens. And then I think at the end, they save the forest. They don't save the forest that's already been cut down. No. They save the forest that is yet to be cut down. Yep. Okay. Cool. I don't... That's a lot of memory. I don't have that much memory of it. I remember the spirity, oil spirit thing. I don't remember the... It was... Stuck in a tree. I thought it was just like... Around. Oil is the machine that is the human. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of symbolic thing. Well, the movie does not shy away from being an environmental message. No. They don't really do much for symbolism. No. They're just like... I don't think they were being subtle. You fucking humans, stop cutting down trees, all right? Yeah. There are fairies that live there. And, and hilarious bats. And hilarious bats. Who and have cassowaries. been experimented on by humans. Not the yeah. cassowaries, the bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lab bat. 
Well, you mentioned cassowaries. It is Australian, set in Australia. Oh. Which I didn't really remember, but then I looked it up and it is set in Australia. No one has an Australian Australian. accent. Right. Like not even like Nicole Kidman's in it. So how is it Australian? Yeah, no, it's well, that's it. That's the question. How did it get made? No one from Home and Away is in it. Yeah, there's not even one Hemsworth. It was 1992, though. That's true. How old were the Hemsworths? They were probably five. Luke is the oldest one, isn't he? Uh, Luke Hemsworth. He was born 5th of November 1980, so he would have been 12. He could have been in it. 12 years. Now, there's no real kid ones. That's true. He's the oldest one. And then Liam Hemsworth was born in 1990... That's a big gap. And then Chris is in the middle, I think. Sure. 1983, Chris. Right. So there is a gap between Chris and Liam. Yep. Okay. But none of them are in this movie. Yeah, that is around. No Isla Fisher. No no Nicole Kidman. No Kylie Minogue. No Kate Ritchie. No Jeffrey Rush. No Guy Pearce. Anyone from Neighbours. Neighbours is going to finish. That's No Hugo Weaving. No Harold Bishop. I mean... No, Jason Donovan. Well, there could have been a grumpy old fairy played by Harold Bishop. <laughs> no, that red-headed bitch from Home and Away. Oh, Cornelia the Francis we- the, from The Weakest the Link. The Weakest Link, yeah. No, Magda. We no. could have fully done Australian version. We should, um, for the one when we do the review, we should recast it with Australians in it. Now Australians or then Australians? Well, can we do... Because I'm already thinking who would be the lead. So, can we do now Australians? Okay. Just so it can be this person I'm thinking of. Yep. All right. <laughs> that, well, there you go, people. That's something That's to look teaser. forward to in the review. <laughs> did you know it was inspired by a book? Based I did on a book. I know that. Based on a book called Ferngully, The Last Rainforest. Same oh, title. Nice. By a woman that I didn't write the name down of. Ah. Very well. Yes. Enid, Enid Blyton. Um, Maggie Beer. Wayne, Diana Young. Diana Young. Yeah, so Diana Young. So Is she Australian? Uh, I don't know. She wrote the book and then her husband, Wayne Young, who isn't on Wikipedia, so maybe he doesn't even exist, <laughs> produced it. Uh, they shopped it around for ages. She wrote it 15 years before the movie got made. Wow. So 1977. Hippie. Full hippie, yep. Because we've been cutting down the rainforest for a long time, and they shopped it around for ages, but no one was really interested. And then in 1989, the Little Mermaid got made. Is that the right year? That is correct. And then Disney Renaissance. People were kind of back into uh, making animated films, right? So they found some money, twenty-four million dollars of money, ah, nice. to give to Wayne Young. And FAI Films and Young Heart Productions and Croyer Films Incorporated ah, to right. make it. But it only grossed $32 million. Oh, that's So it did not make a lot of money. By today's standards, that's $47 million budget and a $63 million taking. So $47 million is a reasonably mid to low budget yeah. these days. But 63 is a relatively low taking that's true do you want another comparison it's probably still more than West Side Story then 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a good song and dance number in this, though. I remember A Land of a Thousand Dances. Land of a Thousand Dances. Na, yeah. na, 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 yeah. na. Yeah. Long, tall, salad. Yep. Would you like another money interesting comparison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. USA Today reported yep. that the combined box office gross of Fern Gully and five other non-Disney animated films in 1992 did not even equal a third of the gross for 1991 Disney Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's unfortunate. So the five but also it's, other, it's Beauty and yeah. the Beast, so it's like well, you lower your expectations. Even the producers of... Um, Fern Gully said if we'd whack Disney, if we'd been able to whack Disney in front of it, it would have made a lot more money. Yeah. So it was based on the book, right? Yep. So we've mentioned Avatar already. Okay. Avatar, I remember when Avatar came out and we went and watched it. Yeah. People were like, oh, it's just Dances with Wolves. No, yeah. And I was like, no, and I was it's like, Fern Gully. It's Fern Gully. Yeah. It's legit the boy is Sam Worthington and the girl fairy is Zoe Saldana. Yeah. That, that's the story. There's no Sigourney Weaver, though, in it, in Fern Gully. Unless that's the evil um No, she's monster. good, though. Isn't she a human, though? Yeah, yeah, but she's oh, a good and human. and she goes in and she turns blue as well. Yeah, she turns I blue as well. I haven't seen Avatar for ages. What's his name that's not Edward Norton might be the evil Sam spirit. Worthington. No, no. The, um, and he's got a name. Oh, is he the one that he then gets he's in the that one machine? He's the one the unobtainium. Oh, that's easy to obtain. Yeah, that's not easy to obtain. What's the guy his name? in the in the machine. When I say him, you'll be like, "Yeah, I can understand why you think he's not Edward Norton." Brad Pitt. No, I know. He's Ethan Hawke. No, hang on, I'm going to look it up. And when Jason once, Schwartzman. Once the fucking Amazon ad pisses off. Giovanni Ribisi. He looks a bit like yeah. Edward Norton. Oh, I don't think so. So we think that Avatar ripped off Danceable, but we know it ripped off Fern Gully. Yeah. But then I thought when I well, I realised it was inspired by a book, maybe the book Fern Gully ripped off Dances with Wolves. Uh, but yes. Dances with Wolves came out in 1990. That's true. But when was that the was probably also based on a book? Came out in nineteen seventy, late seventy somethings. Dances with Wolves uh, is based on a nineteen eighty eight book of the same name by Michael Blake. Ah, uh, okay. So it is. Yeah, maybe Dances with Wolves rips off Fern Gully, and then Avatar rips off both. And. Yeah. 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 Well, there you, go. there you go. Don't sue me, James Cameron. And Avatar 2 is coming out. And there was a Fern Gully 2. Straight to video. Yeah, probably. No, it was. I looked it up. Oh. <laughs> Cast. Robin um, Williams is all I remember. <laughs> Robin Williams, yes. It's his first animated role. And Ooh. it wasn't in the book. They created it just for the movie. He was only meant to be in it for eight minutes. But after providing... 14 hours worth of improvised lines to the director. The director loved it and tripled it. So he's got like 25 minutes worth of screen time instead of original eight. Crazy. And how how long's the movie? 74 minutes. Oh. So he's got a third of the the movie. Yeah. Well, it's Robin Williams. Yeah. Christian Slater. 
voices the boy, Zach, ah. the human boy. Uh, Tim Curry voices Hexus, who's the evil spirit. Tim Curry. And Cheech and Chong are in it. Cheech and Chong. A very interesting fact about the Spanish dubbing. Is it Cheech and Chong that... Um, marijuana ones. No, I thought she was in Harry Potter. <laughs> Wasn't that a name? No. Cho Chang. <laughs> think Cho, I mean, you think Cho, sorry. You think Cho Chang was up in the owlery smoking marijuana yeah. all the time? <laughs> in Spain... This is a Guinness World Record. There's a Guinness World Record associated with Fern Gully. Is it most nah, trees cut nothing. down a film? No, nothing. it's in Spain. The entire film was dubbed by one comedian. Oh wow, Angel Garo, which I've not said right because I don't do Duolingo for Spanish. Hola, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> he dubbed the whole film, every character. How did because so the evil, the bat. The humans. He's Tim Curry. The he's girl Robin fairy. Williams, the he's boy fairy. Christian the Slater. Old lady fairy. He's Nicole Kidman. He's Luke Hemsworth. He's everyone. He's all the Hemsworths. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Alan Silvestri, score. Good one. Nice. With a pop soundtrack as well, which includes Elton John. Elton John? Elton John, Sheena Easton, oh. Tone Lock, Johnny Clegg. Johnny Clegg? Yeah. Some like... Actual artists on this soundtrack. Wow, Elton John. Because he'd be environmentally. Well, for enough money, he will be. Yeah, that's true. Production issues. Ooh. Disney were not a fan. I was going to say, the production issue was that they weren't Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Disney were not a fan. And I'm putting allegedly in front of all of this because Disney is keen to sue. Yep, because they need worry, their money. Disney, we don't have any assets. I can sue. All we can do if you sue us is we'll send you some stubby holders. Yeah. That's it. Two. Well, it depends how much they sue us for. Yeah. We'll settle out of court with 10 stubby holders. Yeah. They did not want Robin Williams to do it because it's the same year as Aladdin. Yes. So they tried to stop him from doing it. Right. But he said, no, I'm committed. I'm doing it. Yeah. Then whenever the Fern Gully crew found a production space... Disney got them kicked out by offering that space a shitload more rent. That is some, like, yeah. mafia uh, boss Allegedly, shit. allegedly. Yeah. Then when they eventually found somewhere to do it in an old brewery in San Diego, which yeah. is strange. Oh, okay. Disney apparently offered to buy the brewery. Buy the whole brewery. Buy the just brewery. So, so they could kick Fern Somebody Gully else out. couldn't make a fucking movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which wasn't a threat anyway. Yeah, because it made shit all it money made compared to you. made less than a fifth of a third of Beauty and the Beast. And I assume, well, I, I don't know if I assume that, but the Aladdin came out that same year and probably made more money than Beauty and the Beast. Yes. So, well, I, fuck off, Disney. Yep. I mean, no, I didn't say that. They were going to release I'm it. I love Canto. They were going to release it in October of 1991, but that was close to Beauty and the Beast's release. Yeah. So they delayed it to April of 1992, which was closer also to Earth Day. Ah. And on Earth Day, I did some more research on this and I couldn't find which Earth Day, but on an Earth Day, which might have been 1992. There's only one Earth. Yeah, but it gets a day every year. 
like St. Valentine. Oh, yeah. th- okay. And St. Yeah. Patrick. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I know. Not the <laughs> Earth's birthday, just the one day that the Big Bang or the God made Earth. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on who's listening. Yeah. So it was thought, the film was thought so significant and had such a strong and powerful environmental message that it was shown to the UN General Assembly on Earth Day. Oh, wow. The first film to be shown to the UN General Assembly. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And a connection to the worst movie we watched last year, Olivia Newton-John introduced the film. Oh, because she's Australian. Connected to a mom for Christmas. Let me write that down for the recasting. She can play the old lady fairy. She can play the old lady fairy. Don't spoil it. Oh, sorry. It's Jackie Weaver. Well, she's blonde. She definitely could be Chris Hemsworth's mum. Oh, but he's not. He's playing a human. Anyway. In your rig. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, critical response. Is there anything I haven't covered? Um, nah. Any interestingly? There's no. Interestingly. Because, like. There's not a single Australian accent in the whole film even though it's inspired by and set in the Daintree Rainforest. I was going to say, I don't remember that it was Christian Slater. Um, yeah. But then I probably, when I was a kid, had no fucking idea who didn't Christian, who Slater, Christian was. Slater was. We um, didn't know who Cheech and Chong were either. I still, um, I still probably haven't seen much that Christian Slater's done. No. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-oh. 63%. Oh, nice. Not bad. Your mate, Roger Ebert. Uh-oh. Three out of four. Oh. Yeah. Ebo. Yeah. He's Ebo. Ebo. No, it doesn't work. Ebo. Is that the band that sung Whip It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Electric Bright Opera. <laughs> the Devo, ELO, EBO, whatever. The um the last two the last thing we always say is where to watch it. Yeah. Uh you're gonna have to rent it. You are gonna have to find the VHS. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to find the last blockbuster Yeah, in all of Australia. And there is none, actually. I hope we got money for it as a country. I well, they didn't, didn't shoot actually do anything here. That's true. Yeah. They were just inspired just by our rainforest. stole our culture. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we can claim that. No. The cassowary. We own rainforests. I think the Amazon's a bit bigger than the Daintree. Yeah, well... I don't know if it still is, actually. <laughs> Could be catching. Yeah, been there. Been to the Daintree. We haven't been to the Amazon. No, nah, not yet. Uh, so you're going to have to... Interestingly enough, though... Yes. I rented this to watch from Amazon. Well, there you go. It's is a rainforest. That's You're going to have to rent it uh, on Amazon or some similar type of platform. So that is Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Starring Robin Williams and other people. And some others that are there for yep. bits of the movie. Chris, like, some, like, it's a decent cast Yeah, in some bits. Um, one interesting thing. So, Tim Curry has a song yeah. uh, called Toxic Love. Ooh. And the original version, the words were so dirty, they had to re-record it. Oh. So, he recorded it and then they were like, uh, this is a kid's movie, Tim. He recorded it and they went... Bit too Frankenfurter. Yeah. You're not wearing your transsexual yeah. outfit now. You're not in a corset. You're in a tree. Yeah. Tone it down, mate. So they had to re-record that one. So 
over this weekend, get on to watching Fern Gully. If you are listening to this as a Patreon patron, then let us know what you think of the movie and we will discuss it in the next review episode. If in the future you want to contribute to the reviews, uh, then sign up at patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema and we will get you on board. Thank you for listening to my research, Brett. No worries, Lee. We'll be back on next week, on Tuesday next week, with a review of Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. This has been another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Jeez. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.